This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is brought to you by Bruch. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. My listeners get 15% off off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine today. Bruch! I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. And this is Neil Stone. And this is off-season episode six. Just picture tumbleweed going across the, the WVU basketball landscape. We're, we're, it's deader than dead. No NBA decisions, possibly for another couple of months. Uh, no new additions because you don't know how to add if you don't know who's leaving. So I got, you know, I went nostalgic this week, Neil, and I look back, what's, it's crazy to me that WVU, this coming basketball season, and I guess all the athletic seasons, 10th year in the Big 12 Conference. So we're going to be a decade in. Yeah, it's quick. It. It doesn't seem like we've been in there that long. I mean, that by my math, that means like we're 10 years out from 7033. I mean, we're we're getting close to that, right? Right. Well, no, that'd probably be this year, right? Because that was that was end of the big east, right? So anyway, I went back because I this is what I like to do. I like to go to college basketball reference and see how West Virginia has fared in the Big 12 Conference in nine years. And then while I was at it, just looked at all the other teams and how they've done in the nine years that WVU has been in the Big 12. So now I'm going to have you play a little game called Guess the Profile. And some of the, I'm going to start easy, and then we're going to get tougher. I'm not going to do every profile because that's not interesting. Uh, this might not be interesting as a whole, but that's what we're playing. Are you ready, Neil Stone? All right. Yeah. Let's All right. Play. Here we go. I'm going to go easy first. This team, in the nine years WVU has been in the Big 12, 78% winning percentage, seven regular season championships, three Big 12 tournament championships, 10 guys selected all Big 12 first team, one Sweet 16, two Elite Eights, and one Final Four. Neil Stone gets that profile. Um, I'm going to assume it's not TCU. Um, let's go with Kansas. That's, that's our friends in Kansas. 
one final four in nine years and only two elite eights. That's kind of, I think they've made the tournament every year. WVU has been in the league, but only yeah. one final four for our friends at the, and you know, there's people say things about Kansas and their program. And so it's just a, you know, I don't want to talk about what it's specifically about money or whatever, but just one final four. That's, that's what they get. That's, that's interesting, but you're right. Kansas, yeah. you're one for one. Next, guess that profile. 26% winning percentage. <laughs> One guy made first team all Big 12. And that's their profile. Neil Stone, guess that profile. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess TCU. <laughs> and if, if and if we if they don't have Desmond Bain, shout out to Bain, he's he's on the Grizzlies <laughs> in the playoffs then I just say 26% winning percentage. It's really, <laughs> it's really something. And you know, what's crazy, Neil, is that they've only had two coaches. It's not like that's been fire yeah. sale coach after coach. It's only been Trent Johnson and and now our buddy, Jamie Dixon. But yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, you, you, you kind of got to give Dixon some time down there it, with everything he did a pit. You got to assume he's going to win at some point, but. The the pit hater and the fact that it's another Big Twelve team, I, I just hope they keep him there and he just keeps losing. Yeah, I, he's increment. Dude, think of what it would have been. And th- when I say winning percentage, winning percentage in the conference, not as a whole, because we all know right. TCU is good for a good uh, twelve and one start to the season before they get into conference play and then do what I just said. So, all right, two for two. You're doing great. It's going to get more difficult. <laughs> One more easy okay. one, 61% winning percentage in conference, one regular season championship, two runners-up regular season, one Big 12 tournament runner-up, three all Big 12 first-team guys, two Sweet 16s, and this might give it away, the only team in the Big 12 in the nine years to win a national championship. Neil Stone... Uh-huh. Get that profile. Let's go with uh, Texas Tech. I don't have any sound effects, so I'll do this in post. They made it. Texas Tech made it to the final oh. game, lost oh. to yeah. a state that borders us and does not have an directional attached to it. <laughs> And I, you, you don't get the steal because you're the only player. But if you, you want right. to take another shot at this, no, you go ahead. Okay, you give it to our us. friends at Baylor, the Baylor Bears, the 2021 national champions, first Big 12 national champion, and only in the nine years since WVU's been it in the league. Just, you would think that uh, I would remember that since it just happened, but and you, but <laughs> I think, you know what's interesting? I think Neil? Still- go ahead. I think I was still stuck on Gonzaga. I think I, I just felt like Gonzaga won it. <laughs> well, they were undefeated until they weren't. Um, and when you take that national championship out, it's surprising. They're the second best team percent winning percentage-wise in the nine years. I would not have guessed that, the Baylor Bears. But I thought the, the Natty was going to give that yeah. one away. The three all-Big 12 first-team guys – Two is the same guy. Uh, Jared Butler's been on the team twice. And blast from the past, uh, 
Stone Cold, uh, I think he plays in football, Rico Gathers, the third, the third guy. Man, him versus Devin Williams. I thought I thought like the, the floor was going to explode when those guys played against each other. Yeah. Was, all right. Now we're now we're in all right, two for three. That's a that's really good. Now it's difficult. Now and we've marked out three. Now we've marked out four teams because I'm not doing Texas Tech. Neil Stone. This team in the nine years, 48% winning percentage. One Big 12 tournament championship. Neil Stone, name that profile. 48%. So to give you an idea, 48% is kind of middle of the pack. Iowa State. The Texas Longhorns. Wow, I would have thought theirs would have been higher. No, no runners up, no uh, runners up in the tournament. And they only have one more thing on their profile because of 2021, where they win the Big 12 tournament title. They did get a bye. So you could put an asterisk on that. I'm not going to do that. But the Texas Longhorns, that's, I, I was. I was thrown off by that. To not, what's surprising on that, of all the guys that Shaka Smart and Rick Barnes could get in the nine years, no first-team Big 12 guys. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. In Texas, I think, and they've got guys in the NBA, early first-round draft picks, no first-teamers. Isn't that crazy? Well, they've, they've had a few guys um... – that have left as freshmen too. They've left kind of early before they matured to, to possibly oh, Jackson Hayes, Mo Bamba, you know, these, these yeah. big guys, they'll, they'll have more of those. Uh, so I think Chris Beard's going to change that profile. Uh, he's really good at coaching basketball. So we'll see if that changes. All right. I'll give you two more, Neil. Here's a, this one's an interesting one. 47% winning percentage, two regular season championships, one tournament runner-up, four all-Big 12 first-team guys, and one Elite Eight in nine years. Neil Stone, name that profile. You're batting 50%, yeah. by the way. Yeah, you know, there's so many teams that's kind of right there, kind of just right there in the middle with – uh, I guess Texas and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Oklahoma. No, it's so not. No, no, the giveaway on this one is the two regular season championships because you know Kansas seven of them, yeah, they either won outright or shared them. So that means only two they didn't share. This team had one of them, and the one time they shared with Kansas. It's our buddy Bruce Weber and the Kansas State Wildcats. Wow. <laughs> Two of those four first team Big 12 is our old buddy Dean Wade. Oh, that's why that's funny to me. He's getting he's getting paid to put and played in playing in the NBA. But the Kansas State Wildcats, they've got two regular season championships in the nine years. 
Wow. And yet I despise Bruce Weber. Uh, I sports hate Bruce Weber. Okay. Here we go. Neil Stone, 53% winning percentage in the league. Tied for second overall in the nine-year period. Three regular season runner-ups. Three Big 12 tournament runner-ups. Four all Big 12 first-team guys. And three Sweet 16s. Neil Stone, name that profile. I'm doing so well at this. You've got two right. You're two for five. Uh, Process of elimination. Right. Is is that WVU? (laughs) Well done, sir. That's West Virginia's profile in nine years. Won more than half of their games in conference. No championships in the tournament or the regular season, but six runner-ups combined. Four all Big 12 first-team guys. And we've got two Jawan Statons on there, Javon Carter's senior year, and then Derek Culver in 2021. And three Sweet 16s. So you got that right. So when you hear all these profiles, Neil, and then you hear West Virginia's, how is how do you think West Virginia's performed in the nine years in the Big 12? Has has it been how would you grade them in the nine years of the in the Big 12? Well, and you know, that was the the point I was making is after Kansas, you've got about six teams that are almost interchangeable within the conference that the fact that I believe West Virginia is the top of those six teams um, on their consistency, you two bad seasons out of the nine and the other ones, you know, we're competing for the conference championship. Um, you know, we're competing for the, for good seating in the, uh, the college tournament. We're, I think we're doing well there. I mean, now granted, you know, I think the big 12 is a great, basketball conference and we're at the top of it you know other than Kansas but I still wish we were somewhere closer to home all right well you did I thought you did great on uh guess the profile because it is it's a lot and I'm glad you said Texas Tech at the beginning because when you read their profile it's like a Dr. Jekyll Mr. Mr. Hyde where they've had they've had three coaches Low winning percentage, but a national runner-up. It's like the mix of the Chris Beard years and then like Tubby Smith and the guy before Tubby Smith. Yeah. With Tubby Smith down there, you would have thought they would have had a couple of good seasons, but and they were fine. It just nothing, nothing stood out. All right. Yeah. So happy 10 year upcoming 10-year anniversary for WVU and the Big 12. All right. That's Virginia Talk and Random Thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Summer's almost here, and you know what that means. Embroidery. I don't know if embroidery has anything to do with summer, but Dyer Prime knows about embroidery, and they can help you with your embroidery needs. Embroider a hat, embroider a polo, embroider a t-shirt, 
Think of something that needs embroidered. Dyer Prime can do that for you. Start your summer off with embroidery with Dyer Prime, 304-767-4445, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Press Virginia. As much, you know, we're going to get more news from Morgantown regarding WVU, what happens to the three guys in the draft, the dominoes that fall after that. But what's next is Best Virginia, and we're getting Best Virginia TBT news on a regular basis. This week, they've added their 10th guy to the roster, Chase Harler. The latest addition to Best Virginia, this will be his first go-around with the TB team. He spent a season overseas, apparently did well, excited to see Chase Harler come back to the home state, represent for Best Virginia. So again, 10 guys now on the roster. Here's your five guards, Jawan Staten, Jay Sean Page, Tariq Phillip, Tavon Myers, and Chase Harler, all Press Virginia experienced guys. Five forwards. The two guys from the Final Four team, Kevin Jones, John Flowers. John Flowers is a GM. Nate Adrian, Saga Bacanate, and John Holton round out the 10. So the TBT is interesting in that you can have your roster up to 10, and you can have more guys on your roster but you got to fork over $1,000 per guy after your 10. So what does Best Virginia do? Do they make an investment in getting more guys? On one hand, we saw it the first time Best Virginia was in the TBT. Jawan Staten goes down with the injury, misses the second game. Would have been nice to have another guard on the roster to help with depth, right? Truck, Bar- Truck Bryant did admirably. Could have used another guy when when your starter goes down. On the flip side, only one team out of 64 wins the million. So, yeah, you invest another one or $2,000. You got $1,000 laying around? <laughs> it's something where, you know. Are you getting bang for your buck? I like this group of 10. And in this tournament format, it's one tournament. You know, I don't know. I think you should roll with the 10. You know, if they decide to spend a thousand for a Daxter Miles Jr., somehow they convince Devin E. Banks to join the roster. Sure, why not? I can hear the depth argument, but I like the 10 that we have. And so with this 10, if that's who we have going into mid-July in the Charleston Civic Center, who will Coach James Long choose as his starting five? Here's my guess. Feel good about John Flowers. If you're the GM of the team, you should start. And John Flowers has had a decorated professional career. He deserves a spot in the starting five. Kevin Jones deserves a starting spot. Sagabacanate, I feel like he can start on the back line. He's your five. And so then you have your guards. And 
in my head, Jawan Staten is a lock. Yes, he didn't play competitively this year. Was a was a grad assistant at WVU. But I'm seeing of all the non news <laughs> coming from Huggins' team, I'm seeing a lot of Jawan Staten working with Deuce McBride, getting him ready for the NBA draft. And Jawan Staten again, like he he looks like he's in good shape, and he's Jawan Staten, right? So I'm going to have him as a starter. And then I'm going to put Tariq Phillip as the second starter. And so I've got Staten, Phillip, Jones, Flowers, Kanate. But James Long has options, right? He can he can go three guards. He can go Staten, Phillip, Jayshon Page, and then still like have a stretch for either Jones or Flowers with Kanate in the back. Or he could go with Jones and Flowers. Or, you know, Adrian can play that stretch four. You know Holton can do the stretch four. So he can play small. He can play big. I can't imagine them doing press Virginia and going full court press the whole time. (laughs) I can't imagine John Flowers and Kevin Jones would be excited about that. Or maybe any of these guys at this point would be excited about going back to straight up pressing. Obviously, it's going to be dependent on who they're matched up with. But... That's my guess. What's your guess? I have no idea. But, you know, the way this works, and you all know this, WVU basketball, even with the decisions for Deuce and and Taz and Sean and then the dominoes that fall after that, once that happens, there's no overseas trip this summer. We're not going to get any real news after that until – the preseason with games starting in November. So our next action is the TBD tournament in July. I'm excited to go. I'm also a little nervous <laughs> to show up at the Civic Center. Are you people are, are now back at sporting events and they're kind of crazy? <laughs> I'm watching I'm watching people pour popcorn on players. I'm watching people spit at players. I'm seeing people lose their mind at the PGA Championship. You can't you can't corral people at a golf tournament. Yes, it's exciting that Phil Mickelson won. Also, you know, why, why are we stampeding the 18th green? We all know. A lot of frustration, a lot of uh, excited to get back out there. But with that, hey, we're back out, I'm seeing so far a lot of crazy. And so picturing two West Virginia-based teams in the Charleston Civic Center, the good news is that it's a great home court advantage. The bad news is (laughs) they can't buy enough beer. (laughs) I mean – Our fans went to Richmond and bought all the alcohol before the end of the best Virginia game. So what's going to happen in Charleston? Who's to say, but with alcohol and frustration coming out of a pandemic, I mean, we're still doing it. I'm excited. Tinge nervous. Tinge nervous. But it'll be here before we know it. New segment for Unreasonable Doubt. Neil's hot take coming up in final thoughts.
Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it! Interact with the show. All right, final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. My friend Neil Stone, I don't think of him as a hot take person. Thus, the new segment is Neil's Hot Take. Neil, what's your hot take this week? Um, as a kid who uh, liked to go home from school in junior high, high school, and or even getting ready in the morning and watch the sports center, I, I feel like over the over the years, you know, the age I'm at now, I feel like the only entertaining um, person left on ESPN now that Kenny Main is gone is Scott Van Pelt. That's it. ESPN is, is it's just not enjoyable to watch based off of um, what they choose to report on, the people that they choose to keep around and keep uh, renewing contracts with. The you know the people that they choose to keep on their radio shows. I don't even want. You know, I used to listen to the radio uh, throughout the workday. I can't even listen to the people they put on there now. I mean, if it's if it's not Van Pelt, it's not worth listening to. So Van, so the hot take is Scott Van Pelt is holding up ESPN by a thread. Yes. Yep. Sunday night, Sunday night Sports Center is about the only thing worth watching. Oh man. Well, okay, so that's that's not the hottest of take. No. But it's let me try to let me try to all right. So so you're is that Linda Cohn uh shade you're throwing? Yeah, sure. <laughs> How much do they really use her either? But dude, I think we're showing our age here. I don't know. I'm limited on who I can point out now that Kenny Main's out. Long time Sports Center anchor Kenny Main. So are we still do we still got Bouchergras? Do we still have um is Neil Everett still doing things at ESPN oh. or, or am I showing my age? I have no idea. That's a good question. I mean Again, these the guys that are worthy of being on there, they don't put on there very often. Again, Van Pelt gets the, the midnight show pretty much. You know, you don't get to see him on TV throughout the day. It's, um, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you would argue, I mean, for ESPN, uh, Stephen A. Smith, you're not, are you saying you're not a Stephen A. Smith guy? No. You know what? Some, especially when he's talking about the Dallas Cowboys, I can agree with him, man. But uh, other than that, <laughs> yeah, Neil Stone, a Washington football team fan. Yeah. So he he can get with Stephen Smith putting on a gigantic Herd Ferguson hat and with <laughs> <laughs> whatever his Cowboys fan accent is is pretty. Okay, yeah. that, that is pretty fun. If you want to go real hot take, I mean, we can get Kwame Brown on here. 
That's who. Oh, that's who Stephen A's in, into it with now. I can't think of any with love and respect to Kwame Brown. I, I, you know, I am uncomfortable with conflict, and my man Kwame Brown is leaning, is leaning heavily into conflict. <laughs> I do like that he's doing it in his car, though. It is a yeah. quiet place. Um, you can get good sound in a car. I don't. I wouldn't do video with it, but he's doing that. I do. I do respect him freaking out, probably sweating through his shirt, letting out his uh, aggression in a <laughs> in a motor yeah. vehicle. Yeah, there, there's some respect with with what he's doing there. I mean, he's. <laughs> he's, he's definitely speaking his mind. He is but where not, his mind is, yeah. who knows? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, Pandora. Subscribe to the podcast or if there's a follow button, hit that. I think that helps the podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. I'm Neil Stone. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They were 19 and 10.